MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live from Las Vegas on 200 FSR stations across this great nation. It's Thursday, a couple of days before the championship. And in studio, one of the pros who knows, Brad Powers. Fezzik on a study day. Where's Brad? <laughs> Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. But you can't have pros without Joes. It's all about contrast. 
He's in LA. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, as we inch closer to the NFC and AFC championship games this weekend, we've also got more fallout from around the world of sports involving an NFL star and the national championship. But for today on a Thursday, what is the Vegas lead? The Las Vegas lead is further information, further, what's the right word for it? let's just say the plot thickens when it comes to the baseball cheating scandal. And to me, we said it from the first and we were right on front. This is big because we're talking about cheating in a way that affects who wins World Series. And ultimately, it's what it's all about. We had another casualty earlier today in Major League Baseball, and that was Carlos Beltran, who was named manager of the New York Mets this offseason, doesn't even get to spring training, and he is already out as manager in New York for his involvement in the 2017 cheating scandal and sign-stealing scandal for the Houston Astros. you got to wonder... If the Mets were contented, happy with the progress from the hiring, obviously there hasn't been games played, but we all know you've had, most of you have had coworkers and such, and it's like, okay, I know this guy a day, what do I think of him? I know this guy a week, I know this guy a month, et cetera. You get more information. And it feels like why, if we're not blaming players, and that's one of the basic premises of Major League Baseball's approach to this has been, hey, boys will be boys. These players, you can't hold them accountable. Yeah, now kindergarten kids will get held accountable for things, but you can't <laughs> hold these players accountable. Wink, wink. They're how we're, you know, they are how we make the money, right? So we don't want them to get punished, RJ. Come on. But boys will be boys. Okay, but if your actions are when you're a player and then you suffer the consequences now that you're management, that seems contradictory to me. Meaning I, if you're saying we don't want a manager who would have done this as a player, then it's like that means you're blaming the player. And I thought we weren't supposed to do that. And you know what? It doesn't make any sense. It's all a big contradiction, a big hypocrisy. Who are we kidding? And what we're starting to see, no doubt, is this thing's unraveling. It's gotten enough attention now that ultimately it all is going to come out. And Brad, the, the idea of the electronic devices that are now being discussed, this, man, I think it would ramp up the intensity, the import if it ends up being true about just how much cheating was going on, how much of an effect the cheating would have. Yeah, so there's been multiple allegations by multiple people saying that it wasn't just sign stealing. It was guys like Jose Altuve actually had like an electronic buzzer device that would indicate to them what pitch was coming down the line to him. So think about that. It's one thing to bang. What are you laughing at, Jonas? It you just, cynic? It's like uh, it, the, the part in Casino where he says, exactly. open, the, open the door with his head, and uh, and the guy comes in there who has, has the electronic device on his leg, and he goes, look what they did to my hand, man. It's like, what are we doing here? It's just r- ridiculous. The whole thing's crazy. Now, do you throw right-handed or left-handed, Jonas? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're right. And why would this matter? 
it strikes me that it just goes to show you, wait a minute now, if you're getting an electronic signal about, you know, let's just say one buzz is a fastball and two buzzes is off speed, and you're sitting up there right before the pitch in the windup, buzz, buzz, how big is that? It's huge. I mean, I, I don't even think you can comprehend. And now, but when's the conversation start about revoking the titles? This is worse than PEDs. This is 100% worse than PEDs. And if you can keep guys out of the Hall of Fame for PEDs, you can give back a trophy and make them return their rings. And I know that that would be a blemish. I get it. But when, and this is what I'm going to keep asking this question. When has there ever been in baseball or another sport, maybe? I'm not even sure. Let's think of all you know, all the American major sports in which we have some level of confidence that the winner of the ultimate title so benefited. Because it's one thing about PEDs, and one of the arguments was, well, if one guy does it, the other guy got to do it because then you have a competitive disadvantage if you don't. And yeah, that's a horrible thing that everyone's going to be, you know, jacked up with the big necks and all that. And it might be health issues. But if it's all evening out, it's like, oh, Barry Bonds was probably the most talented player before PEDs. And thus it would only make sense that if he took PEDs and everyone else did, he'd still be the most talented player. Who would suffer would be Roger Maris, would be Babe Ruth, because that's the contrast that, quite frankly, the greatest thing baseball had was the numbers. How many yards rushing, and Jonas knows sports, how many yards rushing does Emmett Smith have in his career? Oh, God. Um, you don't know. Yeah, it's 18-something. Right. Something. something. Yeah. It's something, yeah. right? I don't know. How many yards pass, you know, is it Drew Brees? How many yards pass? Like 70-something. These numbers don't matter. They really Now, being number one matters to some degree. I remember Fran Tarkenton for a while. I get that. But 61, 60, 56. I mean, if I just say 56, it's DiMaggio. Yep. You know it. And even something as beautiful as 300, you know, a career 300 hitter. Even as beautiful as 400, or four, if I say 406, everybody knows. Ted Williams. Exactly. And probably the greatest of those numbers was 60, 61. And even that asterisk was one of the great narratives, stories in baseball history. Do you, you know, why was Babe Ruth treated that way? There was, you know, 154 versus 162. They didn't account for anything else. That instead, I don't even know what the home run record is, right? Or seven fourteen, or seven fifty five. Yep. Hank Aaron, and it all went into the crapper. It really did. Do you even know how? What is this? The single season home run record? I don't know. Seventy three wasn't it? Seventy three. Yeah, seventy yeah. seventy three, something like that. So, so again, yeah. we're back to something <laughs> like. That And to me, why? Why did it happen? There was a certain point. There was a certain point that baseball could have said, we are coming in heavy. Remember Uncle Junior said, you better come heavy or don't come at all to Tony. They could have came heavy and it would have all ended. 
They could have did three year suspensions on a couple of people. I don't. I'm not even saying I know exactly where it should have been, but I know they were doing rolling disclosure. They were trying to manage the story instead of getting the right answer. And baseball will never recover fully from that. And here we are again managing the story. But if the buzzer thing is correct, I don't know how you can look at that title seriously. You can't. And the fact you're saying that, and the fact I don't even hear it being like they, it should be revoked, I don't even hear that as a conversation. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. You know, I grew up, baseball was my favorite sport. You know, I was uh, 10 years old in 1980, man, and the Pirates won in 79. And I grew up around Pittsburgh, and I st- it was just about... Two, three months ago, I was watching an old This Week in Baseball with that classical music and the violin or whatever at the end and Dave Parker's throw. You know, it's America's pastime. There's something sanctified about it. And it's one thing to get a little bit slower. It's one thing to lose its preeminent position. But man, to get to the point where you can't believe in it and you got to give the whole 1919 Black Sox scandal a lot of credit that the commissioner at the time was draconian, was like, we're not putting up with it. Lifetime ban, Shoeless Joe. I can't read. I Whatever. Bye. And you might say it was unfair for, Sho- for Shoeless Joe, and that's a debate. But, man, it made clear you cheat, you throw a game, there's consequence. I said it yesterday, and I'll close with it here. You got to wonder even as of yesterday, we'll see where it goes. Would the Houston Astros GM, would the former manager have done it even if he knew he was going to get caught? If you can get a title and a one-year suspension, it's a reasonable trade-off. Now, this might become hardcore now, and it might not ultimately be, but the idea that you get caught and still maybe you would have done it (laughs) means that the punishment's not hard enough. And speaking about hard punishment, I'll just say it again, two words, Pete Rose. Literally before this scandal, and this came on Bob Costas' interview with Rich Eisen right here in FSR, is the idea that the longest suspension in the history of baseball for anything other than the lifetime bans, I guess, around the Black Sox was Pete Rose had a 30-day suspension before his ultimate lifetime suspension. And before that, no one had ever been suspended more than 30 days. So I get the idea that, oh, gambling's bad, and oh, by the way, the only time ever, ever, there will be a suspension over 30 days is if gambling's involved. I think it's justified if you're throwing the game. But Pete Rose bet on himself, on his own team. Is that okay? I don't think so. Because you could say, well, if you're betting on yourself sometimes and not betting on yourself others, you're effectively saying, I'm in a, this team's in a better position this game, and thus maybe you're motivated. Does Pete Rose maybe burn out his bullpen in a game yeah. in June because he's got a bet on it where – Maybe he sits and says, let's save the arms till tomorrow if he doesn't have a bet. I get it. But, man, that's abstractions. 
This literally, with the 1919 Black Sox, was we're throwing the World Series. Lifetime suspension, great. But the only other one was for betting on yourself. But now, something that, that so much more affected who won the title that year is this cheating scandal than anything Pete Rose ever did wrong. The suspension's one year, and we're being told how tough baseball's being. B.S. They're not being tough at all. They're trying to manage this, and I think the horse is out of the barn, but we'll see. When we come back, speaking of uh, punishment, potentially, we've got OBJ and a lot of drama there. And we had one other uh, football story, right? Yeah, Antonio Brown. Antonio. Speaking of drama, A.B., Back in the news. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm R.J. Bell, and we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get into one NFL player in the news yet again. Yes, and speaking of on the field, Derrick Henry, all these carries, how do they affect him this game? We've got the data. Great day to join us. The fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio, up 150% since January of last year alone. You can listen five days a week on hundreds of FSR stations. Also, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM, and anytime podcast, just search RJ Bell. Right now on the strip, yes, 60 degrees, and the neon is chugging. RJ, earlier today, there was an arrest warrant issued to Odell Beckham Jr. of the Cleveland Browns for alleged battery after he was seen on video slapping a security guard on the backside in the LSU locker room after Monday night's game against Clemson. I'm assuming there's no video of this, right? No, there's a video. Yeah, you can see it. What kind of smack was it? Was it like um, literally like, thank you, sir, may I have another with a huge wooden paddle? No. So was it like like a scene play a football or baseball slap when somebody's done a good job you see them slap So it it wasn't in any way vindictive. No. I don't think so. And he's being he has a warrant for what? It's a simple battery charge. Simple. It, it doesn't yeah. sound simple to me. It, it's really it's not much, but it feels like, and, and the thought is, he embarrassed the security guard, so by taking this direction and this route, they're going to embarrass him in return. It just feels like that the legal system isn't for this. So I'm not an OBJ guy. I thought Fezzik had a great point yesterday. He'll be back tomorrow, which is with a running-type coach now, there's going to be less throws to spread around for the Browns, and it could be a real problem with OBJ. I think that his self-interest, his focus on himself versus his team, is something I would not – if you told me Steelers can have, as my team, OBJ for nothing, I'd say nothing's better. I would. (laughs) I don't want that. I I think he's an addition by subtraction guy. That said, this is is ridiculous – and I think it actually speaks to what we said the first day about baseball and the cheating scandal. When the rules and the pursuit of justice are not aligned, it just becomes instinctual that we don't take the rules seriously. And really what Jonas said, and not that he in any way is backing this or he's being the news guy that he is, when he says, well... Seems like they're using the rules, effectively, the law, to send a message, to get a little revenge. No, it's about justice. If there's going to be a criminal complaint, it should be about getting justice. And when it is, we all start to believe in the rules. But when it's not, it conspires against the rules. It makes it all a big joke. And I do think there's a connection. I think that baseball has been so hypocritical such foolishness, as Vito Colion would say, women and children type 
foolishness. Well, actually, maybe children. I, I, I think it's unfair to anyone that's normal to talk about and say, well, that's how the baseball. No, baseball has been as hypocritical as any organization can be. And because of that, no one took the rule seriously. And now we're seeing the consequence that, hey, these rules actually should have prevented cheating and the result being World Series champions maybe that shouldn't have won. That's serious business. But all the BS obscured that. And for it's like, oh, that's what baseball says. I can't trust it. You know, who would really say, don't do it because baseball says no? They're hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is the same thing against OBJ. It's hypocritical to use a law to try to do anything except get justice. And there's no justice here. BS. We got more drama out of the NFL in just one moment. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Uh, RJ, uh, your former guy, Antonio Brown is on the lookout for a new agent after Drew Rosenhaus conditionally terminated their relationship earlier today. Rosenhaus in a statement said that he hopes Antonio Brown seeks counsel and he'd be open to representing him again. He's like, I hope I can get 10% in the future, but there's no money coming in now. So let's put, let's put a stop to all this. Okay. I mean, how you could say the Instagram... I mean, I was blown away by it in that not how egregious it was from Brown's perspective, but it was egregious, but it didn't shock me. What shocked me was he felt like showing this was a good idea. I mean, imagine someone that beats his wife, and I'm not connecting Antonio Brown to that at all. I'm saying just imagine. It's one thing to beat your wife, egregious. But imagine taping it and putting it out on, in, well, this was a live stream, so we can debate, all right, well. But he knew the stuff he was saying was like as a broadcast. It's like me say it'd be one thing if there's some hot mic and I say something crazy. Hopefully not, but you could say he didn't think they were record. But imagine me saying something crazy and then choosing to put it out. I mean, am I missing something? Or Antonio, Antonio Brown chose yep, to did. commentate on what was happening and said, I want the world to see this. Yeah. I mean, then how can we think this person is, does not need some type of help? Because no one thinks that's okay. Like, no one does. No. I, it, it, there's a laundry list of things that he's done this off season that or off season into the regular season that you would look at and go, there's something off with this guy. Just doesn't I agree, up. but even I mean, it strikes me that everything was within a half a, a half, and maybe I'm forgetting something, but it felt like everything was within a half of iteration, you could say, or increment, you could say. But I see what he was trying to accomplish there, like. Maybe he's trying to demonize the owner of the Patriots because then he doesn't look so bad or make it out to be some type of racism and then you get another chance. You know, there's, I can kind of see, and I do think that Rosenhaus leaving now is an interesting point because he stuck, he's stuck by all that. Yep. 
And now he's saying enough's enough. Now, how much of it is how crazy this was? How much of it was there's no more money coming in? Huh. Like, why overlook it? Right? We all overlook certain things in our lives, and then we all resent that. We all wish we were in a position that we could just be how we wanted to be. And whenever someone forces us to eat crap, the minute we can stop eating crap is, you know, I'm free at last kind of moment. You, you're like, I, enough with you. Feels like it was an enough with you moment. I don't know if this is mental illness. I don't know if this is CTE type stuff. You know, that was going around a good bit. The idea of watch this hit, his head getting cracked, and then it's like now he's acting crazy. What I can tell you as a Steelers fan, three or four years ago, Antonio Brown had one of the best reputations on the team as a hard worker that was going to block. I mean, just like the kind of Steeler player I really like. Antonio Brown was probably my second or third favorite Steeler three years ago. Did something happen? Did he get freed up to be his true self? I don't know. But man, it's been a change. I don't. I don't know if there are odds on whether or not Antonio Brown's going to play in the NFL next season. But the fact that his agent, who wants his business, wants anybody's business, is walking away from him now, leads me to believe that even Drew Rosenhaus thinks the future is pretty bleak, or else he'd still maintain his relationship and still be working with him. Yep, money's dried up, baby. Money is dried up, Jonas. I agree with you. And let's not forget, Brown was on the cusp. Of, you know, his age was an issue entering last year. So another year, and what you find is when these guys don't play for the whole year, it really tends to hurt them. There's something about cycling in, getting ready to go for the season, and then you're it's easier to bounce back the next year, which kind of feels counterintuitive because you might be, rest might be a good thing. I think you reach a certain age, it is hard to get that fast twitch fiber going again, muscle fiber how often do we see someone miss an entire year and in their 30s and come back strong? I mean, Jerry Rice did, but he's freaking Jerry. He was, he is and was Jerry Rice. And only one, RJ, in the top 15 of receiving yards this year, only one player was under the age or actually above the age of 30 this so year. One, so top 15, <laughs> yes. 14 of them in their 20s. Yep, one, 30 or above. Antonio Brown, 32 this year. And who was the one? I got to look at it. Oh, well, he had a hell of a stat there. So in a minute, we're going to find out who that player was. This is a impromptu tease. Also, though, Derrick Henry, we talked about it, 30-plus carries, three games in a row, first time in a decade anyone's done that. What effect do we expect? Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Okay, top 15 receivers last year, 14 of them in their 20s. One of them was in their 30s. Julian Edelman. Kind of makes sense. Yep. And boy, he uh, he didn't, he tailed see, off at he the didn't end. seem as spry at the end. Agree. Speaking of spry or not, or not, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry's been on a historic pace for the Tennessee Titans, who are in the AFC Championship game this Sunday at the Chiefs. The first player in NFL history with 180-plus rushing yards in three straight games. And if you look at the usage rate, how many times is he carrying the ball? And it's historic. 30-plus, 30 30-plus, 30 
30 plus, three straight. First time in over a decade that any player in the NFL has carried the ball 30 plus times, three straight games. Now, you add in that it's the playoffs. Why does that matter? It's because the intensity of the playoffs is greater. You're going to get hit harder. You're going to fight for more yardage. We talk about in basketball, NBA, playoff games, just more intense, more expenditure of energy. And then you add in that Tennessee has played road game, road game, road game. And this is going to be the fourth straight. Literally, there's only been two times this century that the conference championship game was the third, or in this case, the fourth straight road game. And I think that's even more important because, again, intensity of the playoffs. So week 17 road, division or wild card round road, divisional round road, conference championship road. It's only happened twice, 0-2 straight up, 0-2 against the spread. And then you add in that you've got a team reliant upon a running back who has the most usage in a decade, all these other things, road game or not, playoff game or not, not mattering. So what did we do? Pregame.com, research, and McKenzie headed this up. He looked at, okay, let's find some guys who also had carried the ball a lot. We had to go down to 22 carries three games in a row. So think about 30 plus, 30 plus, 30 plus. We had to go to 22, 22, 22. I mean, that's almost a third less. Yeah. And what happens that fourth game? 22, 22, 22 or more. A half a yard less per carry than the season average, that fourth game. So to me, you might say a half a yard, what's the difference? Well, what's the difference between an average running back and an elite running back? Over the course of any given game, it might be a big number, but over the course of a season, it's gonna you're looking at the average backs getting about four yards of carry, and the elite backs are getting about four and a half. I mean, there's gonna be exceptions. You know, AP had years with five, but we're talking about some big chunk, you know, and I think Brad, I see what you're working on on your computer. I think that's good instincts is what was the average per carry? And then if you move it of NFL teams this year, and if you move it by a half a yard, you're moving from 16 to what, right? My gut feeling is you're talking about 16 and then maybe three or four. And we'll get some exact numbers on all that, but that half yard is huge. That's the easy part. The, the half yard is huge. And I don't see any way that Derrick Henry isn't affected by the fatigue. Now, can he have 180-plus yards? Yeah. Can he have a monster game? Yeah. Just like I could play uh, with a sprained ankle basketball and still have Jordan can have the flu. Yeah. But Jordan wasn't benefiting from the flu coming into that game. And I don't think it's possible that Derrick Henry can benefit from this workload. And I think the average fan is thinking, you know, ones that's not listening straight out of Vegas, not smarter than their buddies, 
They're going to say, oh, he's hot. He's on a roll. Go, Henry, go. No. And then you add in that it's the end of the season. So whatever fatigue he has, whatever accumulated injuries, am I anxious to bet Henry under? The over-under's out. Actually, Jonas, I don't think you know this number. What number would you put at over-under rushing yards, Derrick Henry? What would feel like the right number to you? Um, I would say 90 and a half. Wow, I'd like to. Can you want to book this, baby? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm terrible at this stuff. I, nah, I know. I did see is, with the total carries that that is out. The total number of carries is out. That prop bet. Oh, it, it, you're saying you saw it? Yeah, I saw the total number of carries is at. 20, and what was that number? Twenty two and a half. Oh, that's fascinating. See, I would go over there. You know, I'd rather do that than know. So it's about 110 yards on the yardage. So, but I'd rather go over 20. Yeah. I don't know what, here's the thing you got to realize is Ryan Tannehill, the narrative was he's a backup, you know, oh, with the Dolphins, he wasn't very good. Adam Gase, even the quarterback guru couldn't make it work. Well, maybe we got to reevaluate that with the quarterback guru stuff. But if you actually look at last three, four games, he's not throwing the ball very much. I think he had 80 yards passing last game and like 70 yards the game before. Ryan Tannehill. Yep. This is the Derrick Henry show. Now, if Casey gets up big, does Tannehill have the chance to bring him back? Maybe. But what we know for sure is that's not what they want to do. They want to run. And I think until they get down big, they keep running Henry like crazy. You got something? Yeah, so the average NFL team averaged about 4.4 yards per carry. If you take a half this yard... This year, 4.4? 4.4, oh, number up. 16. Cool. So, but if you take a half yard off of that, you would drop to the number 24 rushing team. So literally going from average to number 24, so 16 to 24 is about a half a yard. That kind of eight slots, it's meaningful. Yep. It really is. I don't know. We've been trying to think about what are the game plans here. I don't see any game plan for Tennessee that doesn't involve Henry, Henry, Henry as long as it's viable. At a certain point, it might not be viable anymore because they're down Tennessee. But don't forget, last word on this, Tennessee beat Kansas City earlier this year. Tennessee beat Kansas City last year in the playoffs. Yep. Last two times they played, Tennessee has won twice. How much of that is just going to give them confidence? How much of that, though, is a sign Vrabel's got something figured out to the positive? So if you envision this being a tight game, you got to like Henry over in any of the props. History says, though, his usage is so much, and it's historic at this point, that he will underperform because of fatigue. The numbers tell us, history tells us, Derrick Henry will underperform because of fatigue. When we come back, and this is fun, on the podcast yesterday, impromptu, we came up with a bet. We bet $5,000 on it. We'll tell you that bet. It involves the Super Bowl. And I'll tweet that ticket out so you know I'm not BSing you. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, you have promised a bet. You teased it, and we now get to it straight from the voice of Vegas. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, Podcast, and that podcast is out right now. Just search RJ Bell. You'll see the dream preview. We do deep dives every week. Also, you can get straight out of Vegas on pod anytime on demand, free. And we get that baby up there nice and quick, so you, if you miss part of the show, you can take advantage of that. Right here on FSR, that podcast. Okay, so we said, what should the Super Bowl odds be generic AFC, NFC? 
So what does that mean? Well, there's four possible matchups. Green Bay, Tennessee. Green Bay, Kansas City. San Francisco, Tennessee. San Francisco, Kansas City. Those are the four. Now, what makes it easier to understand this year now is because the likelihood of the better team winning is about the same for AFC, NFC. Why? Because the spread's right around a touchdown. Yep. So the theory is... If one of if the better team's better in the AFC, that means the number two team's going to be a little better. This is a little complicated, but here's what the bet was. The bet was AFC, pick them, NFC. And my very simple thinking is this, very rudimentary. Kansas City's better than San Francisco. Yep. I believe the line on that game could be upwards of three, to be candid. Agree. And I think Tennessee's better than Green Bay. I know a lot of people Mm. would disagree with that. That's what a bet is. A bet is you saying, I disagree with you, Vegas. I disagree with you, Marketplace. And I'm willing to bet you. So we put down, we said, Fats threw in some, Brad threw in some, $5,000, because I like it a lot. Pick them. Brad, we sent you down, you know, low man, as they say. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Seniority-wise, it was, you would think $5,000 on the Super Bowl would be like waking up, ordering eggs. It wasn't. No, it wasn't at all. So I go down there. uh, I say what I want to bet. I'm really clear. Have my card ready and everything. Card doesn't work. Got to get a new card. Then they run the card. They run the bet. Needs manager, manager approval through now, the were system. You, were you asking for locks and like grapes or things? No, I wasn't waiting? asking for anything. I'm just sitting there being nice, cordial, and now we're talking. Seething. Yeah. So now we're talking about eight, nine minutes have already passed, and the card goes through. The manager approves the bet. But once the ticket's printed, usually they hand you the ticket, right, RJ? Is that your experience? When they approve a ticket, they take your money. Yes, I do get the ticket at that point. No, what this... Uh, person did was hold on i need one more check of approval it's almost like your face scared her well it's like a lot of people i know (laughs) i mean i'm saying it was like it scared them that like oh this guy knows something that we don't so then they asked for my id so i pull out my driver's license give him my id and then she walks into another room and it has to get approval again so all in all, it took like 20 minutes to make a $5,000 bet on the Super Bowl. Now, did you at any point think about saying, I'll just give up on this? No, not at all. I want to get down. I think you're all in the head. We're 10 hours from the fun park and you want to bail out. Well, we got there, <laughs> baby. We got there. So I'll be tweeting out at RJ in Vegas on Twitter, at RJ in Vegas, the ticket itself. And I'll be interested to hear who you like. Right? Do you would you like the AFC at Pick'em or the NFC? Brad, real quick, 45 seconds. You got an ESPN game tonight, Gonzaga. Yeah, and I'm laying the lumber here. I like and I have bet Gonzaga minus 19 and a half. I normally don't wow. do this, but Gonzaga's opponent, in my opinion, Santa Clara, is the most overrated team in the entire country. Santa Clara's got a great record. They're 15 and 3, but Santa Clara has played the number 352. That's 352 schedule in the entire country. The second weakest, I think it's a phony team. I'm going to lay the lumber with Gonzaga, minus 19 and a half. Well, imagine that. You're 15 and three, and you're getting 19 and a half. <laughs> I mean, the market is saying, we agree with you, 
But it's there's going to be that group of people that sees that record and sees that jumbo number that takes it. And Brad's saying, nah, you're wrong. Gonzaga laying the lumber, best bet of the night. The Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas. We will be back tomorrow for a pick-palooza, a full preview of the NFC and AFC championship games right here on Fox Sports Radio, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, also on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.